everyone, and welcome to the BrickBolt Podcast, your hub for Lego information, rankings, and more. I'm Mickey, and that's Ohm, and today, it, that's right, everyone, it is time for round three of our Star Wars CMF series, which may or may not be ending, or we might continue it on until you're all bored of us. We'll see. Okay, so, news, news, news. Let me just pull up Brickset, actually, and see what the latest news is. We are not sponsored by Brickset. Thank you. By the way, Mickey, as you can see, I have cataloged all my sets, and I have 650 minutes. Not all of them, but a lot of What them. is the one wanted? Well, I really want Kingsley. Uh, this is going off topic, but I want a Kingsley, a Tonks, and a Lupin, and then a Bellatrix and a Lucius Malfoy and some Death Eaters. I just want to... I like the... The Battle of the Department of Mysteries. I'm building it in Brickling Studio right now, but it's on a different computer. Nice. Very excited to see the end product. Hopefully yeah, we'll be able to share with the group through our multiple social media channels. Yeah, it's not going to be I big enough no to... Um, it's not big enough to actually... It's too big to buy, but I'm yeah. kind of making it a little bit smaller than the fixed scale, but still looking... But it's my interpretation, and I prefer the books. I'm just going to say. Okay. Um, Please tell me you're going to put giant brains with tentacles. That was in my, one of my f- drafts. It was like a must-have, but I've done a bunch of drafts. Mickey and I have, okay, tangent, tangent. Because we it's made a tangent her- of a tangent. Right. Mickey and I both like Harry Potter, and we've been looking at Harry Potter stuff. Um, Years and years ago, we drafted a whole design, in our, at least in our heads, of a Death Star, except it was all Department of Mysteries. And that would have been crazy fun, but it obviously didn't happen. Lego's still not making this, and they've missed their chance. I wouldn't say that they missed their chance. Yeah, they just didn't, and I wanted them to. Well, then they might. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this later in a possible show or we might just not talk about it at all leave it to never be told news courtesy of brickset because if you know we are not officially sponsored by brickset thank you brickset for providing wonderful news that can be trusted thank you yeah um elf clubhouse got released by week or released and revealed yeah for vips and How do you feel about that? It's cool. I like the bunk bed, but I thought each bed would fall over, not the whole thing. I wouldn't buy it. The colors, it, it's just not, it doesn't strike me as a playable thing. It looks nice. They're selling this to 18 plus, the 18 plus line, but it doesn't feel particularly advanced. I see what you mean. I might get it because uh, I have an enormous winter village display every year and this would go very well i have the gingerbread house the train the train station uh the the workshop and i believe i have something else but then i have a couple of smaller builds but yeah so i feel like this would go well but i don't even know if i have space yeah the child seven five three eight one eight 
available for pre-order will ship on August 30th. I assume you're talking about October 30th? October, yes. Yeah, so the child, it's cute. I think it's a little unnerving that its eyes are just black and that if you look at it from different angles, like the way the ears are, it's a little bit weird. I think it's better than the Yoda. You do not want studs in any case on a face. Mm -hmm. I think it it gives texture to the robe or the clothes. I think the mix of the, uh, the vertical and the sloped bricks with the studs works well on the robe, but, uh, yeah. And then I believe there was one other set revealed. You could find the set number for me, please. It was the, you know what I'm talking about, hopefully. Uh, it was the 1989 Batwing, I believe was revealed recently. And I also, if I'm correct, that is the, uh, that is the last one that was revealed pretty relatively recently. Possibly by the time that you are all listening to this, there might have been another set or not. 76161, 1989, Batwing. You could uh, click on that article that you're showing me right now and we can go a little bit, look at it a little bit more. We are not sponsored by Brickset. Thank you. There's not that much info on it, though it does have some weird red crowbars. I have no clue what that might be for, because Lego stopped doing red crowbars because it doesn't look realistic, especially, I mean, if you look at some of these figures, they're hyper-realistic, so they would at least have, like, a gray or a black crowbar, but, um, Lego has- Perhaps they're using, perhaps in the movie that they used red crowbars, I don't know, I've never seen this movie. It's a not, not a good movie, in my opinion. If if it, if it was around your time, then, and you're listening to this, one, congratulations, you're a lot older than us, and two, that's I, I, totally fine, we we just aren't fans of this film. Um, mainly Ohm. And Mickey hasn't seen it. Everyone, go watch whatever Batman movie you want, okay? Go... I don't know. Batman, I like the Lego Batman movie, and I like the play sets. This Batwing just feels more overdone, and it's just, it's just lacking color for me. Uh, I, excuse me, it is, it is, it is Batman. I know, but it's just, it, it just doesn't speak to me. The moment this leaked, I was kind of disappointed. Also, more information because we like Harry Potter, Hogwarts classrooms. Um, so, unfortunately, they're kind of a letdown to me because they're going to be in the shape of a textbook for each class, which disappoints me just in the fact that I I hope this would connect with the Hogwarts stuff. If I might interject my opinion into this not very controversial matter. Yeah. Uh don't come after me, but I don't think that you should be complaining that it doesn't connect to the castle, because there normally isn't even a winter wave. Be happy that you have a wave, regardless of what it is. And I wish that people, when they hear the lists, aren't immediately angry, because they don't know what it's going to look like. It might be really good, really cool. It might be kind of not so good uh 
but regardless i think the people are too quick to judge in this community yeah. and they're also maybe over analytical so yeah don't complain about number one don't complain about something that you wouldn't normally get and just don't complain about extras and then also don't complain about something that you don't even know everything about. You could be like, oh, I wish they did this, but don't be like, oh, this is such a bad choice. They should never have done this. This is so bad because it might be actually kind of cool. So you never know. Yeah, when this info kind of leaks across many different platforms, Instagram and stuff, it, it the way it looked when it leaked was, it looked like, to me at least, that was going to be next year's wave and they were putting off the Deathly Hollows. But I'm probably gonna pick up the Ravenclaw one. Personally, I don't know what they'll do for the slit. I think Slytherin will be the most popular if it's a book, because then it'll be advanced potion making, obviously. And that'll be well, uh the question is if they're themed after the houses, will they have like house themed textbooks or will they have textbooks for the classes? And now over to home for his advertisement. I'll keep it short this time. Brick Pilt Podcast is on Instagram. We would appreciate any followers if you guys have an account. Um, we'll put out posts at least bi-weekly announcing our episodes. And school's taking up a lot of our time now, but when we get the chance, we will put stuff up there. Last one I did, um, I did a photo shoot with Ollivander and the miniature Diagon Alley set. We're on Patreon. Just go to Patreon and search for us, the Burple Podcast. Um, and you'll get some cool perks and behind the scenes content. I'll be honest, we haven't gotten any patrons yet. So um, posting is a little bit low there right now. But we will be putting up behind the scenes content depending on the tier you choose. And there's a special gift, no matter which tier, that we've added. So if you join a tier, just scroll down to the bottom, and you'll get a special treat from Mickey and I. Thank you, Om, for your wonderful commercial. I love commercials, sometimes. Okay, uh, you want to start our actual show now, after we've gone off a tangent of a tangent of a tangent? Yeah. Um, okay, uh... Before we get into this, uh, number first of all, uh, we are going to be drafting up our third Star Wars or third CMF series, custom CMF series, and this will be uh, some of the most unlike most of the minifigures we've had on past shows on past lists. Um, we have this specific list for the original trilogy of Star Wars, that is what it's going to be about. This specific list, uh, unlike other lists, includes characters that have been made before and have actually just been made in the new uh, MBS series, Master Builder series. Wait, MBS. Oh, the new MBS, Mos Eisley Cantina. Um, step number, please. 75290. I knew that there was a zero at the end. 75290 is the set number of the Moses and Cantina, and it includes four of the 22 minifigures on our list. So just a disclaimer, uh, this list was made previously, and we couldn't, we didn't really uh, 
didn't think that there were many other characters that we thought were notable enough to replace them and we also thought that these characters would have uh would have fit well into a original trilogy cmf series so any characters that are previously created would most likely have some sort of extra level of detail be it dual molded limbs arm printing leg printing anything that they could technically do as we've seen with the harry potter cmf series arm printing, leg printing, dual molded limbs, all possible. So if you're unfamiliar with the process from the past few episodes, Mickey and I both came up with our own list of, I think 20 minifigures for this one. 22 is what we ended up with. We came up with our own series with the figures and their accessories. We denoted a chase figure, which is the hardest one to find in the box, and two common ones. We didn't go into the math because that varies. Some fig- I think the Harry Potter series that just came out is perfectly even. So, I think it's near perfectly even. Some of them have five, some of them have four, and then some of them have three. But there's nothing like, there's no Grindelwald uh, kicking off our number one out of 22. We have figure that has been made, so stop yelling at us and stop yelling at whatever device you're listening to this. Dr. Ebazon, also known as the dude who is wanted in 16, 17 systems. Dang it, I need to do more research next time. Well, he's wanted in a lot of systems, so don't, you know, like, cross him or get his friend's arm cut off. But you know what? Luke wanted to do that anyways. Uh, Dr. Ebazon, he would preferably come... Very similar to his Mosaic the Cantina appearance, which we saw in the Mosaic the Cantina set recently come out. Uh, I would like him to have leg printing, because uh, I feel like he would be a person to wear some sort of large boots or something. So he could perhaps uh, have similar leg printing to the Cloud City Han Solo. Uh, he does currently not have arm pr- have leg printing. So yeah, Doctor F is on. Dr. Evazon. I probably said that wrong. And now, home for number two. Yeah, and I'll add on Dr. Evazon. I'm looking at the one in the cantina. And I think something they could do with every figure in all CMFs, just darken up the chest printing because it's always too pale. But um, especially for Evazon. But yes, the next figure on our list, and we both had both of these figures, actually, Dr. Evazon and Panda Baba the only figures we had in common this time and also with a blaster pistol panda baba panda baba is a qualish and he looks cool he does look a little bit squished i think his face isn't that big as the cantina figure and he could also benefit from some leg printing yeah panda baba and dr evazon the pair that got on the wrong side of obi-wan Yep, and if I might add something, uh, I believe that Panda Baba, uh, I believe that this would be something that they Lego, if they made something like this, might add, because I know that Lego likes to reuse molds if they're just using it for one thing, so I think that uh, this would probably work well. And yeah, and now on to number three with me, we have a character who is also in 
the Louis Isley Cantina set. He's Garandon, the Imperial Spy. He could, he also appears in was like Cantina. He would probably benefit from also some leg printing or possibly dual molded legs with the boots. I say that, I'll probably say that for a lot of these characters. Um, he would be able to reuse the interesting mold for his face. It's a really interesting piece. I think it was smart how they did that with the new hood piece. Um, and yeah, he is pretty cool. He'd be just updated with a lot more detailing. Uh, he would most likely come with some sort of blaster or blaster pistol, and then probably a comm link pieces. Yeah. I love this character. I, I really wanted him, and I'm glad they made him. If most people don't know this as of right now, but I despise the new hood piece. I think it's weird and ugly, and it looks just like hair. But I think the, at least the Cantina figure looks great with this headpiece, and it fits really nicely, and it doesn't look too ugly, probably because the nose is in the way of that weird gaping space where the clasp should be. But, um, yeah. Okay, number four is Moff Gerajod, who... You're Gerard. Gerjerod, sorry. He's that guy on the Death Star in episode six who has to build it. And fun fact, he actually had a bigger role in the movie, but they cut it. For they shot it and then they just cut it for time. But yeah, we've gotten him before, but he kind of just looks like a generic imperial officer. And I don't know, it would just be nice to have him and he looks kind of cool. And now we go, oh, uh, apologies for being very disorganized and disheveled and everything. Uh, uh, the first two figures, Dr. Ibizan and Ponda Baba, would be our common figures that you would be able to find quite easily. Uh, next, we go actually to the opposite of the spectrum, our fifth figure, which is our chase figure. And that is one that I personally vouch for. This would be one who'd be, this is the holiday special cartoon Boba Fett with the Mandalorian type rifle. Um, I love this design. It's probably the best part about that movie. Even though I never saw it, I saw like half of it. And then I'm like, oh, this is, this is very tiring to watch. Um, he would most likely be very similar to the 2015 Slave 1 variant of 2015 UCS Slave 1 variant of Boba Fett. I have that one. Comes with excellent leg printing and arm printing. Uh, I would like to see maybe some side leg printing, but it doesn't really matter. The, the bright colors would be really cool, and possibly they could introduce some new mold for the uh, rifle piece. I think that would look better than the buildable version that they currently have for the Mandalorian. And yeah, number five, holiday special Boba Fett, our chase figure. Does holiday special, does the holiday special in general, I can't remember, I never, I don't know much about that. Specific it's the one, one with Lumpy. Oh, it was live action? I thought it was like it, it, it was, it was, it was partially live action, partially animated. Oh, and they're making a new Star Wars Holiday Special. Yes. And it's made out of Lego. 
and it's coming straight to I think Disney Plus. Okay, uh, off the tangent train that's heading straight for tangent cliffs. Number six, Nianum Nun Nianum. You can say it however you wish. Um, I think that it is criminal that we have gone this far, and Nianum has been introduced to so many different places in the canon. He's in the original trilogy in at least two movies. He's in the wait, maybe not. He's in the original trilogy. He's in the sequel trilogy, and he is in Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance, my favorite theme park attraction of all time. He is the pilot of your intrepid shuttle, which is also why I believe that a nine, the first ever nine num minifigure, should have been included in the Resistance ITS shuttle recently released this year. There are there are figures of Solus Solistons, but they are not nine num. There are, if I believe I'm correct, uh, do you figure out who is? It, it's ten num, but it's not nine num. Mm-hmm. And nine num is cooler than ten num. Yeah, that's frustrating. It's just so like, we've gotten all this time and we haven't gotten a nine num. One ten just, though. Yeah, I just think that. It would have been awesome if the Resistance ITS shuttle came with uh, an extra minifigure and, and it was 9-num. I just think that, number one, it would have satisfied all the most of the complaints that I see of that set, where they're like, oh, it needs one more minifigure, there's only two and two droids. I'm like, that's fair. And I think that that would have been a worthy inclusion, as he is your pilot of the ship. And now... Back to you for number seven. So number seven is a character character who has appeared in um, the Clone Wars, as well as I don't know if she was in um, the Jabba's Palace scene, but she was in Return of the Jedi for sure in the CGI version. Uh, she's a CGI character, Sai Snoodles. She's a singer um, for the Huts. And she killed Zero, which is her notable achievement. That did not actually occur during um, the original trilogies, but she's still pretty cool. And she would just come with a microphone. Uh, yeah, size noodles. If I might, uh, her headpiece and such would most likely be a version of the sandwich board mold it would be a new mold with that as the base so think of the chewy minifigure or an ewok minifigure something like that it would be like that but different mold but that would be like the base definitely and now number eight a minifigure that i think is pretty cool and also has an awesome name he's so cool it's droopy mccool Droopy McCool. He was another member of Jabba's Palace Band, a Mac Rebo's band. If I'm correct on this list, we have three characters from that band, and I think that's pretty cool. Droopy McCool is um he is in Mac Rebo's band. He plays a flute. He's like a giant lump. And yeah, he's 
he's pretty cool. He would also most likely have a sandwich board type of mold for his body and torso and head. And yeah. Uh, and now we go to number nine, who is a character who actually technically would be two characters combined into one. This would be uh, from Moat, from like the third act of Empire Strikes Back. Actually, kind of second act. Second and third act of Empire Strikes Back. Where, uh, and it is Chewbacca with an exploded C-3PO. Uh, this would be a version of Chewie, probably with some sort of updated thing about him. He's already pretty good, but something could be changed. Maybe arm printing. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Um, a Chewbacca, but then uh, perhaps that they could make a sort of new mold for his, for his normal headpiece, but then on the back include some sort of, like, bag as, like, they already have the, like, the pouch bag thing. They could just put the torso, um, head and arms in. There would probably not be any legs for 3PO, and he would just stick out of it and be backwards and be like, ah! Uh, so yeah, it would come with a new mold for for the backpack attached to Chewie, and yeah, Ohm, any um, commentary? Yeah, I think Chewbacca with the C-3PO, the way I imagine it, it's not 3PO actually there. It would basically just be a one-off mold. They've done tons of those for CMFs, and sometimes they get used later, but it would just be Chewie except with an extra little mold that has the whole kind of a net holding him in but it's all just a mold and it's printed and then just like a mess of arms and legs and the torso except there's one spot and you can put an actual head there but it's kind of shrunken down in scale that's how i imagine that they would do it yep. but. i just yeah okay I just kind of have concerns for how bulky the mold would be. But, yeah. Okay, and now back to Ohm for number 10. Mon Mothma. We have had her in the Home 1 set with the weird black eyes and Anakin hair and just... Mon Mothma is a cool character, and I think she deserves justice. We could have a pretty good one. She was in Rogue One, too, I think. She got pointed out a little more. And she's kind of like, the way I think of her, she's kind of like Leia, how Leia is to the Resistance, as she is to the Rebels. That's how it kind of works in my head, at least. Um, number 11 is General Madine, who's, or Madine. He's the, um, he's also made in the Home 1 set, but with the weird, just plain black eyes and a smiley face, and then a beard stuck on top of that like a fake beard and um yeah he was an imperial and then he defected to the rebels and then n the next one number 12 is one i had to i think i had to fight for this one will roe hood and for your information he is that guy who's in um, empire strikes back for like a second he runs through um cloud city and he's holding an ice cream maker but no, it's yeah, it's called a Cantono. And for some reason, he's gotten famous. So it would be him, and he would come with a Cantono ice cream maker. Yay. 
And now we go to number 13, which is a minifigure that appeared in, I believe, which appeared in the final episode of The Mandalorian, uh, appeared in Battlefront. And it is the Incinerator Stormtrooper. Uh, it would be very similar to the Flame Trooper ex of the First Order, except instead of having a more like white color scheme, I believe it had more of a black, dark gray. And also there would be the cool red stripes on the uh, Stormtrooper helmet. That would be an interesting new look. And yeah, flamethrower with the backpack and a new helmet print. Next, we are also going to be coming from me, so get used to my voice. They are all from TCS, the video game, the complete series, which Saga. in Complete Saga, sorry. To me, it's not a great game for any reason except it covers the entire thing. It has funny cutscenes, even though they're all grunts. It has, especially for the time, great character renders and characters either who you never thought would get made or at least done and it looks realistic to what they could do. So the f 14, number 14, is the Beach Trooper from TCS who um, basically... And there's a nod to him, at least in The Force Awakens, for sure. There's some stormtroopers chilling in a hot tub. And that comes from this game, where there's a stormtrooper, a couple stormtroopers chilling in a hot tub in A New Hope, the first chapter of A New Hope in the game, in one of the doors in the escape pods you can go to. Super obscure, I know. But they keep bringing this gag up throughout the game. So sometimes when uh, a stormtroopers like, they keep auto-generating and coming at you. One of them will be a beach trooper for no reason other than they wanted to. And so it's really funny to be just cutting down stormtroopers with a lightsaber. And then you find one of these who's in an old-timey bathing suit running around with a blaster and a stormtrooper helmet. Number 15 is Force Ghost Obi-Wan, and I'm going to go 16 in here, Force Ghost Yoda. Main thing here is we've never gotten a fully transparent minifigure. Got heads, we've got arms, no hands, no torso, no hips, some of the legs. And it would be really good to have these in just like a blue color because rather than just appearing like Anakin at the end of Return of the Jedi, they both play a role. Obi Wan is kind of important in Force Ghost form in the original trilogy, and Yoda comes up in The Last Jedi. So I thought we ought to have them. Number 17, as we wind down to our final picks, number 17 would be a new version of Lobot. Uh, yeah, I think that this would be uh, very interesting. Lobot is a figure that has had a pretty good rendition in the, uh, sorry, in the, uh, the trail at Cloud City. Thought that that was pretty a pretty good figure but i think that maybe you could i think the face print needs a little bit of tweaking and also uh would love to see some arm or leg print just kind of make it more detailed uh i love the the his wraparound computer bank on the side of his head i think that that's pretty cool if you wanted to, don't know why you would want to, but you could do something with a new piece that had like a bald cap or something attached to a new like 3D 
computer bank, which might be something kind of cool, but yeah. And yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been thinking. Uh, do you have any thoughts, Noam? Yes, I am trying to pull up using Bricklink, not sponsored. Are you uh, trying to find the head? So yeah, Lobot, they made um, one with slightly lighter lines and a few super tiny differences in the torso print in um, 2012 for the Planet series. That one looks pretty good compared to what we got in 2018. Especially for 2012, it's pretty nice quality. Back, in my opinion, 2012 was like the evolution of Lego Star Wars minifigs because before then they were kind of ugly. But 2012, they started putting quality in them. And yeah, I think for Lobot, we deserve a bald cap piece. I don't know if they'll do it, but considering his role isn't huge, but I think as Lego focuses on smaller characters because the, they're not adding to the movie, right? It's not like a TV series. So they can start going deep into the characters. And now back over to you for number 18, I believe. So this plays off the Force Ghosts. It's another completely blue figure, trans clear, trans clear blue, trans, trans blue. And it's a Palpatine hologram. And I just had this idea, so I'm going to throw it in, even though Mickey may not approve. Um, it's the Palpatine hologram. And it comes, like, kind of how, like, Frozone came with the weird circular stand. It would come with a circular minifig stand. So he's just a printed hologram. And this would give you the opportunity to maybe get a cape in, like, a clear blue plasticky material. We've gotten, like, like a vinyl material and a hood piece too. So with Obi-Wan we get hair and a head, Palpatine would get another head and a hood. And uh, that increases the opportunities of stuff you can do with Force Ghosts. And the Palpatine holograms, we've either gotten like the really tiny handheld ones, which I own, and I also own the original full-scale one, which is cool, but it's basically Han Solo and Carbonite on a clear piece. The old one, which was just like a one by two by five brick. And it looks very good, but, and it's like holographic the way you turn it, it becomes 3D and such, but we really need a new one. Okay, and now over to number 19, we have a character, this is our last character, I believe that has been made before. This is a character in the Cantina, Momau, Nadon, the Athorian bounty hunter. He's pretty cool. I had to explain to Ohm who in the world he is, but I did, so there you go. Uh, yep, Nadon is actually one of the few figures in the uh, Master Builder series cantina that has leg printing or any extra printing other than the torso at all. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, it's really nice and detailed, and I really like how specific aspects of the torso continue through the waist and the hips and then down to the legs. So that's kind of cool. Most of the time, I mean, not most of the time, sometimes it doesn't line up. Would have, I think it would be cool if there were some possible arm printing or maybe, I have no idea. Yeah, just 
anything that has been repeated would most likely want extra detailing. And yeah, Ohm uh, for any commentary. Yeah, I think Momao could have. I I mean, the the figure that they made is kind of reddish brown and brown. Yeah, they could have put in more tan. I think they really should have pushed the contrast on this one. Because the actual figure just kind of looks like a brown mess. We, we're going to do 21 and 20, 20 and 21 at the same time. Uh, Ohm picked Yazam. I picked Joe Yauza. Uh, you want to give any background on who your character is? Yeah, Yazam and Joe Yauza are the same species. Yazam is a weird CGI character that got shoved into, uh, I think, the cantina scene. And no, that was Joe Yauza. Oh. Yazam was like an actual physical like puppet, I think. Oh my, I, I can't believe they actually, considering the budget they had on that film, how low it was, that they actually decided, hmm, you know what we need to spend money on? This weird bounty hunter. But yeah, he's cool. He's like a weird fluffy pillow on legs that's with insect, with an insect cow face. And um, he runs around with a weird big blaster. And I don't know, he's just like the most, I mean, with all the bounty hunters in the Star Wars universe, they kind of stand out. But Yuzum just takes it to another level. Yuzum is the character who sings very loudly and spits a lot in Jabba's Palace in the song that I know the name of, but I forget because I always forget. Oh, well, well, he's the dude who sings at Java's Palace. He is pretty cool. He would come with a microphone, and I mean, if you wanted to, you could have a blaster pistol, but he doesn't seem like the type. Yazam would probably have some sort of rifle or an extended rifle, you think? And, yeah. 20 and 21. Uh, these would both have new molds. If you wanted to, you could have different molds. I would probably have the same mold, different printing on them. Since are mainly the different the difference. Yazam has uh, larger eyes than Joe Yauza. And yeah, anything else you want to add home? Yeah, I think it's I think the legs on those figures, I don't know if normal Lego legs would work. I think the torso they could get away with the, some sort of Chewbacca sort of thing or SpongeBob sort of thing. I was gonna say that they could do a weird modified version of the uh Seder leg. But they can do whatever they want. They'll probably I don't know idea. Uh yeah. Uh, Joe Yauza and Yazam. Yazam's eyes are much wider and creepier, and Joe Yauza sings a lot. And yeah, and now for our final minifigure. Drumroll, please. Final pick is... George Lucas. He has been made before, and he was like a rare art-to-get exclusive. And he had weird black eyes. So this would be like a proper George Lucas figure with his director's slate. And um, he was the chase figure on my list, but we ended up going with Boba Fett because he's more rare. But he would still be probably uncommon. And it would be George Lucas because we thought he created this, well, besides American Graffiti. And we're not going to go into that because this is a Lego podcast, not a George Lucas podcast. Or a film um, podcast. Yes. But George Lucas would appear here. And 
I mean, probably it would be the young George Lucas, not what we have now. Because George Lucas wasn't old when he made this, when he created all these characters. Well, unless you count all the CGI ones, like Joe Yauza. Yeah, he comes with the director's slate. Yep. And that is our show today. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, anything else you want to add before we wrap this all up? Because we like talking about where we think things are going. And with the advent of the most Isley Cantina set, is there hope for obscure characters getting representation? I mean, Evazon and Panda Baba were not that obscure. They, you know, they, they didn't just run by the camera like Wilbro Hood. They existed and they interacted with the main characters. They were more likely to appear, but, you know, some people like Mo, Mo Mao and Nadon, and they made a bunch of new molds that they didn't need to and recolors. So maybe there is hope. Yeah, I think that Pandababa, Dr. Evazan, and Garandon are the most likely to show up in other Tatooine, Mos Eisley, or even just another cantina set in the far, hopefully far future. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Brickful Podcast. If you want to help us continue with the show, please rate us on whatever podcasting platform you're using. It really helps. Also, please subscribe to our show so they can be one of the first to know when we have a new show up. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Just ask for smartphone to play the Brickville Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram as at Podcast. And find us on Patreon as the Brookville Podcast. Make sure to spread the word. Thanks for listening. And have a great time watching out for hives of scum and villainy. Hey, Mickey, is that a hive of scum and villainy approaching? What do you think we should do? Run! Don't know what you're talking about. And don't forget to cut this out. We are not sponsored by Brickset. Thank you. We are not, we are not, we are not sponsored by Brickset. Thank you.